So my mum basically wanted a better life for me. Okay. And what better for her was obviously uh, uh, safer streets, mm. um, you know, free education to a degree. Now, there was a point in time that I did desire to be with the hoodlums, but mm. because they looked fun. Because, mm. you know, being African, you weren't always yeah. allowed out. So after six o'clock, you're watching people from yeah, the window yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why, they're out, why are they outside? So I was okay. like severely bullied from primary school up until mm. year eight. And it's always around my skin colour, yeah. my weight. The thing about the bullying, the reason why it affected me was that it was like the world was unsafe. It was mm. like, I'm trying to be myself. I'm trying to be me, but I'm not allowed to be me because being me, I'm being told it's bad and wrong. Mm. Those that go through a lot of adversity, if mm. they are able to, to bounce back, they always bounce back greater yeah. and end up doing more than those that probably just went in the middle of the road. Yeah. They not really go through much. Honestly, it was to... I, oh, I say, I love my, this is my quote, see a need, fill a need. Okay. And that's in anything, in any business, right? Yeah. Um, you see a need, you fill a need. Um, you see a pain, you want to resolve the pain. But I always say this, just because one's making opposites, because it doesn't mean I'm sick. Because people get people mm. get it twisted. Understand there's emotional labor. Yeah. At, at being an entrepreneur, in all honesty, I've never gone, the, the, I've been more anxious as an entrepreneur than I was doing the nine to five. So you overcame a tough period in your life where you overcame depression. Mm. Can you talk a, bit, a little bit about that and how, how you managed to, to overcome it? Welcome to the Takeoff Experience where I sit down with highly driven people to talk about their journey, their failures and their successes. If you want to take off in your career, your business, your finances or your mindset, then this podcast is for you. Welcome back to the Takeoff Experience. We have a special guest in the building. Uh, so this is going to be a very important conversation today. It's not one that I actually have really touched on um so i really appreciate you taking time to come today in gozi and oh, to share your story uh, but yeah how, how are you doing i'm good i'm good it's a funny day isn't it it's a bit, it's a bit blah today the weather i mean it's better than last week i mean last week was yeah the, the, the cold yeah i was meant to be in nigeria last week but you know were you and it didn't happen missed the flight so boy you missed the flight yeah, that's it, yeah. What happened to rearrangements? Do you want to spend 2K? I heard it is about that. Is that really true? That's actually how it is. Yeah, 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 oh my yeah. God. If we were to go, we could have gone, but then we could be broke in Nigeria spending, yeah. I heard it was like, because, yeah, because yeah, my mom told me that um that a, fa- a friend of hers and uh, uh, their son uh, went there and they were saying that yeah they spent 2k to go there when she said it i was like okay yeah that sounds a bit mad mm. and now that you're saying it too i'm like right that actually confirms and the amount of money we've already spent doing the pcr booking the pcr in lagos they're making you do the pcr too do PCR in lagos. still yeah yeah <laughs> and we literally booked it just before partly why we're late because we had to print out the, the evidence to have that's we didn't wild. do it on the phone so when we got wild. to the, yeah, we missed the flight, boy. We was like, back to Croydon then. That's, there he is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I feel bad for you. So what's, a, so so when it, when's the trip to Nigeria going to happen then? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm not even thinking about that. You're not thinking about that anymore. I went to Nigeria in June. Okay. So we're going again for uh, my mother-in-law's 70th birthday. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, when, when you touch 80, yeah. No, yeah. we'll go back. But the amount of money we've spent, we've, we're yeah. going to have to cargo stuff. Okay. We brought like, had suitcases full of stuff. Yeah. And we got suitcases coming back. So we're yeah. going to have to cargo it to get what we need back and to go from there so okay i don't know because my the my um visa runs out in february but okay. i need to get my passport sorted okay wow wow that's crazy i know that that whole passport renewal oh, process in nigeria is is, is is a bit mad that's stress <laughs> oh bad bad um you, is this awkward for you like looking having to look 
through this. Do you know what? I just feel like it's true that I'm looking at you. Yeah, through. I know. I know. It, to be fair, it's the way it's set. Is it awkward for you? No, no, it's not awkward. Are you sure? No, okay, cool. If you're sure, then I just well, want to make it look sure funny that. funny on the screen, though. No, it should be fine. It okay, should be cool. fine. I think it should be okay. Okay, so um, who is Ngozi? Good question. You know what? That's the question everyone hates to get at interview. Tell me about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, uh, um, uh, um, who is Ingozi Cadmus? Um, so who am I? I am first and foremost the child of God, um, wife, uh, daughter, not yet a mother. Somebody who is, uh, I guess I would say, loves to laugh. Okay. And um, who is very, very, I guess, determined. Um, and who wants to really leave an impact and a legacy? Someone said something where it said you can't choose. Is it you can't choose? Is it you can't choose your ethnicity or something like that? You can't choose mm. what you're, where you're from, but you can yeah. choose the impacts that you can leave. Yeah. leave. And I love that. So uh, I think in terms of who I am, it's that's what I'm about. I'm about just being compassionate, being integral, yeah. and leaving an impact. I love that. And I love that you didn't use your title in any of that. Like, it's you amazing. Said who is Ingazi Academy? Yeah, but you, you know, when you ask people, they always say, oh, um, I'm a project manager. I'm a... And I've, I've said this, uh, the listeners will probably get bored of me saying this. I always say this to like people because I think it's so, I think it, some people just embed themselves in a job instead of actually who are they? Of course, yes, your job is an extension of you, but that's yeah. not who that's not you who are, I am, right? No, no, no. Yeah. I think, but the thing is, you worded it well, so you yeah. worded it in a way that I could only answer it. Yeah. Like that. If you said, like, tell, I don't know, there's a way podcast say, like, like oh, introduce yeah. yourself. Then I yeah. just said, my name's Ingrid Academus, yeah. mental health and leadership yeah. expert. We said, who is Ingrid Academus? So yeah. you didn't say who, like, yeah. yeah. It was just the way you worded it. Yeah, well. and I like, and I worded it like that simply because we want to get to know the person. Out there, yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, wanted to talk about your story. So I, I think we can assume your parents are from Nigeria, right? Uh -huh. What, 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 what part? Like, what tribe? Ngozi, Ibo. Ibo, okay. That's the best okay. tribe, yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay, cool, cool. No, but it wasn't a draw. We, we, we like each other. Ibo yeah, the draws. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, do, like yeah. Them. And do you actually speak Ibo? Uh, babe, why do you ask that question for? You could have just moved. <laughs> Move done, move done. Unfortunately, I cannot speak. Nor That's, there's nothing wrong with that. But there's always, you can always learn, right? Do you know what? Yeah, I did do two years ago. Was it during the pandemic? Um, I did do a class and it was so, it was so amazing because this lady, she was so good. Mm -hmm. We were learning like the ABCs yeah. and childhood songs. And these are big adults. We're all learning it. And she made us feel so comfortable. Because yeah. you know when you're doing baby things like, ah, bah, you're doing all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And she's not laughing. But I'm probably going to learn it with my kids. Because the reality okay. is I want to learn it. But there's so much competing priorities. If I'm yeah. honest, it's not that it's not important. Mm. But it would be like, if I've got five things that are important, it would be like the sixth one. Mm. Um, okay. So when I have kids, I need to learn it because they can't cuss me yeah. in that language and I don't know what they're saying. Fair enough. So, um, Fair enough. yeah, when I have kids, I'm going to make sure that I learn with them. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So Nigeria, was it was it a case of that you were born there, born here? Was it just Heck, this is about technicality? Cause some people don't want to take my claim to Nigeria. I was born in Nigeria, but I came to the UK when I was six months old. Uh, I, I mean yeah, that's fine, right? Yeah, yeah, so that was that's where you were born, right? That means yeah. I was actually born I was born in Lagos, <laughs> but you know, I've been here most of my life. So people say, Where are you from? It's like obviously I'm from Nigeria, but like, oh, where were you born? It's like mm. that's a very good question. 
for the first six months of my life, I was breathing Nigerian air. <laughs> breathing the, 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 I mean? the hot air, right? Do you know what I mean? The hot air. And then I came to the UK. But most of my known life, since yeah. I was able to articulate, yeah. walk, anything was been in the UK. Okay. And was it like, was it London, do you know? Or was it any yeah, part? Yeah, my mum touched down Heathrow Airport, okay. mate. Heathrow Airport, yeah. <laughs> it's mad stayed... that they all came to London, right? <laughs> do you know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Touched down Heathrow Airport and stayed in London. But I only as an adult realised that mm. we were here illegally for a while though. What? Yeah, we, your mum should have gone back, <laughs> didn't it? She stayed, didn't it? She was like, hang she, Seriously? She saved, all, she saved up all her livelihood, sold her mm. hairdressing um, um, shop and was like, I ain't going back to Nigeria. Really? Yeah. Do you know what her reason for, like, obviously, I, you know, I'm assuming here, like, you know, obviously in UK is obviously this economy that, you know, where dreams can be made, same mm. as the US, mm. right? But do you know the reasons why at that time? My mum did that. Yeah, I think so. After my mum, my mum's mum passed. Mm. I think just before I was born. So I say just like yeah. before I was born. Um, and you know we love our country, but mm. ain't hard, it's hard out there. Yeah. So my mum basically wanted a better life for me. Okay. And what better for her was obviously uh, uh, safer streets. Mm. Um, you know, free education to a degree. Yeah. Um, knowing that you know you don't have to be worrying. Nepa, all of these different things that mm. unfortunately Nigerians till this day are still still worrying about that, yeah. Basic necessities. Yeah, yeah. And when you come from a polygamous household like my mum mm. did, and you can't really trust family members, mm. that also causes an issue. Okay. And it's not really safe. So yeah, yeah my mum went because she didn't feel like it was safe for me to, to be in Nigeria. So to be to be there. Yeah. And then and then she came here and then she managed to stay here. Which is a, she did an the thing that she had to do in it to stay. Yeah, I got my citizenship two thousand and two. Then I went there. I was in school, but yeah, that's when I got my British passport. That's crazy! Wow, that's amazing. I mean, now they're probably making it really difficult for that to to be the case, right? Like, Boy, people are still doing what they did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, so what what part of like London? Majority, up. yeah. North London. Here. North London. Yeah. Okay. Bop, bop, bop. Where, 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 where what um near Dawson, so it's Dawson, Islington, okay, yeah. but right next to Dawson. Okay. But N sixteen. Oh nice, nice. So what was Island the Park, area 16. like for you? Like, growing up. Yeah. Um growing up it was multicultural. Okay. Um um, where are you from? Are you from South? Yeah, I'm South. Unfortunately, yeah, South <laughs> Unfortunately, aren't you down uh, South now? Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I've got a temporary visa in Croydon. Yeah? I can't wait for you got to send that visa quickly. Also, oh, we got visas in in London now. Yes, for real, for real. Being here feels like home. Like, I feel like yes when I'm back in Hackney. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you you just say you grew up in South East, so it's a bit different yeah. for you. But yeah, North London, um, mm. where, my part of North London mm. was very multicultural. Ned Dawson, yeah. anyone knows, um, like heavily Turkish. Mm. Stanford was around the corner, very Jewish. Mm. Um, Caribbean, African influences all over. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just quite multicultural. Yeah. But in Islington, and actually, obviously, I lived right next to Hackney. It was. Um, you know, typical socio-economic background. All yeah. of us are working class. I lived in an mm. estate. So you know what estates naturally yeah. breed. Yeah. But to be fair, there was a lot of funding back in the day in Islington. So I did a lot of activities that now people pay for. Okay. I did for free. Okay. What um, was that? Like, like I went to like, Adventure Playground. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I remember that. Like, Do they still exist? Like They still exist, things, but yeah. they, I don't think they're... They kind of in reduced capacity. Yeah, right? yeah, I don't think they was good. But I was even saying to my friend, because my friend was like, oh my God, you love Adventure Playground. I said, yeah, because my mum always said to me, she mm. doesn't know what she would have done as a single parent Yeah. with 
out that because yeah. she couldn't afford paying childminders. Mm. So having something that literally at three thirty I can go to to seven o'clock, yeah, that she can come back was the life saving. That's amazing when that when you think about that. Actually, I didn't even think about that. That's actually a saving. You're right for for parents back then. But then they've got rid of all of these these things. I remember yeah. summer schools. I remember like I you said school. after oh school clubs. It was yes. so normal. But they're now, there, but you got to pay for them. They're expensive. So now. you're paying yeah. for um, what's it? Breakfast yeah. club after school yeah. club. Um, you they're, know. Not, they're not funded by the, the government anymore yeah, right? they it's all are, private it's part and the means yeah. tested all of these different things wow wow that's crazy from your perspective what was it like like growing up in the area for you personally did you did you enjoy North London as an as area for you to grow up yeah so to, to be fair it's like I can't you know my the difficulties that I experienced mm. was more bullying, such so okay. bullying. Um, in terms of like the typical kind of peer pressure for gangs, not really. Now there was a point in time that I did desire to be with the hoodlums, but mm. because they looked fun, because mm. you know, being African, you weren't always yeah. allowed out. So after six o'clock, you're watching people from yeah, the window, yeah, like yeah. why they're out, why they're outside. Um, but because I did do a lot of um, fighting as well back in secondary school and stuff like that, there was a point when um, I said, these people are stupid. It just looked a bit dumb just chilling yeah. on the street. Like literally you're on the street mm. every single day. I just realised that I don't want to be like that. So yeah. I didn't really have peer pressure for that. But in terms of a lot of my personal experience that um, um, that kind of affected me mm. um, and that links to my mental well-being is mm. that bullying. So I was okay. like severely bullied from primary school up until mm. year eight. So it was like December of year eight. How old was that? So 2003, 2004? When mm. that now nah, I was no more bullied, but up until then, from like mm. age five to then, I was severely bullied mm. by different people. What was? This is such a hard question for me to ask because obviously bullying is <clears throat> is disgusting. Personally, right? I mean, everybody would agree with that. But from your perspective, what? Can, I mean, you probably thought about it a lot, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, pointing back to what was the reason? Is it just because kids at that age are just nasty? They just don't know how to accept that people are different, or? If I wanted to think in hindsight and think yeah. about my greatness, no, <laughs> you might be thinking it was the enemy trying to get me down from yeah. then. Um, I think as the children that did that, uh, and when I think about, you know, now when children bully, mm. I think they find a weakness. Mm. Um, and it's weird, you know, I can't, mm. I can't sit here and say, because the things that I'm doing in comparison to my primary school people then because we kind of all follow of each other nobody's mm. really everyone nothing's wrong with them but they're all mm. going through the normal routes yeah. so I'm looking at myself and I'm thinking it's quite interesting the route that I've taken yeah. um, and the typical people you know when you overcome adversity and you mm. go into greatness so it's kind of like anything any trauma mm. any type of adversity those that go through a lot of adversity if mm. they are able to, to bounce back they always bounce back greater yeah. and end up doing more than those that probably just went in the middle of the road yeah. they didn't really go through much yeah. Um, so I could say in in terms of purpose, it was done for me to be where I am. Yeah. In terms of why they did that, mm. they just saw weakness, isn't it? Yeah. Because I I was vulnerable in the sense yeah. that I was just a happy go lucky child. Mm. Um, mm. And I, I know I'm not saying I was a great child all the time. I was I could irritate that like, when I wanted. There was sometimes I got beat up for a reason. Like I was purposely mm. irritating people. Mm. Um, so those times I got beat up, mm. I was deserving of that because I was trying to get beat up. It was weird. Um, but the bullying, mm. I couldn't explain that. And I could only imagine it when you even get bullied at work. Mm. They just, 
someone doesn't like you for no reason. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It's like yeah. technically majority <coughs> of us only knew we were black when we were told we were black. Like, yeah, true. Do you know that. what I mean? I only yeah. knew that I was dark skinned because I was told yeah. you were black. And I was like, yeah. bro, like, is there a difference between me and yeah. another black girl? Yeah. Oh, because I'm a I'm a darker shade. Mm. Um so obviously typically bullies usually are going through something at home. Mm. So but there was some severe bullying. There was one little white boy that used to bend my finger. Oh my God, I remember that he bent my finger back. So there might have been some racial stuff, but that doesn't, I don't mm. really remember that. Mm. I just remember not being light. So yeah, yeah people seeing weakness really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like some people get intimidated and I think <clears throat> as well, when you're much younger, you don't know how to process, process being and intimidated. That. And right, also let me somebody. tell you this difference. That's yeah. it, right? Yeah. Anything that's different as a child, child mm. naturally will be like, oh, what's that? Mm. And then some children... Um, unfortunately, then kind of pick on that. Mm. And then they get some sort of satisfaction from mm. that, detention from that. Because obviously yeah. when you're bullied, and let me say this is weird. It wasn't the bullying that you watch on TV where mm. there's a bully that bullies everyone. Yeah, yeah, that did yeah. happen a bit in secondary yeah. school. In primary school, it was it, it was weird. In my primary school specifically, <coughs> it was it, we went to a normal small primary school where it was like mm. one class of year six, where my yeah. first primary school was like six year six, massive. Um, and in this primary school, there was like 23 like literally 23 boys and seven girls. Whoa, that's a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, yeah. Yeah, my class was like that. My makeup of my class was always like that. So it's always like seven that's girls. Strange mix. Yeah, right? really yeah, strange, yeah. yeah. So out of the seven girls, five of them were in the popular crew. Right. I okay. another I always another girl or me by yeah. myself was by myself with the geeks. So the boys that okay. weren't in the popular crew. Okay. So the majority of the class those were popular, then it was me and the rest of us. Right. So okay. some of us all got bullied, but I think I never got rotated in the popular crew, but some people got rotated. So right. sometimes they're there and they're happy to shit on you now because okay. they're you know what I mean, all of that thing. <laughs> Madness. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't always I couldn't say it was excessive all the time where mm. like I was constantly yeah. but there was a consistent bullying okay. by different people yeah. um, for different and it's always around my skin colour yeah. my weight okay. um, things now that is so funny the things that they always say that people mm. hate on you and people that like you on oh I love your skin colour I love your size it's so mad, that's what's it? interesting about yeah. the whole now yeah. everything that I was shitted on then people like now that is wow that is so so wow did that have an impact on like in terms of like you know studying did that make you want to study harder and you know not have a chip on your shoulder but prove some you know people wrong a so little no, bit you think yes and no but mm. but i did not peak yeah i did not peak growing up so yeah. i got average 444 um what 444 was what's oh. that yeah, yeah it's, it's, oh level four right yeah, level four yeah, yeah. what's yeah, the yeah. highest again six is it there was the some people got mad sixes but five was like above average some yeah. people got sixes okay three i think yeah. was below average and okay. four was average okay so and the only reason i remembered okay. that was because something in me knew yeah i was smarter than that yeah but i just didn't take education seriously as a child like who was really, i studied but I don't know. I just didn't take it that seriously as okay. primary school. I didn't see it as something like, oh my yeah. God, like studio. So even though I was in the geek because I was not in a popular crew, mm. I wasn't a bookworm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm only now okay. a bookworm now. Ah. Maybe, maybe from people to see it from 16, 17 year old. Yeah. But I've never, I wasn't a bookworm growing up. I liked okay. books to read. Yeah. I wasn't a studier. Yeah. So what would you have seriously. classed yourself as? Were you more of a, like, prefer to do, do physical things Instead of like, you know, or sports or something else. When I was younger, I was a tomboy though. Okay. I was a tomboy. Okay. So as you can imagine, mm. being seven of only girls and then not mm. being in the popular crew, all my yeah. friends were boys. Okay. Um, so I was a tomboy. So I like to climb trees. Okay. Um, 
yeah, I was proper tomboy. I like mm. it. My mum didn't allow me. I don't know, like Nigerian parents, because I was the only girl. She didn't allow me to get PlayStation until like I was thirteen. Okay. But whenever I was with my like um, friends' houses playing PlayStation, Crash Bandicoot, you know, all of the old yeah, school yeah, yeah, Nintendo yeah, sixty four. Yeah, yeah. So I was like a typical tomboy. But then I did like golfing. I liked Barbie as well. So it was okay. I liked. I was. So you had a mixture, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was a mixture. So I had Barbie and um, dolls and stuff like that. Yeah. But I also liked um, typical things that boys did at a young age as okay. well. Man. Yeah, I had to play. So to be fair, I yeah. had to play a lot. Yeah. I thought play was more important yeah. in school. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So okay. So you say that you're average in, in in primary school, secondary school. You went end up going to uni, right? You ended up getting the first class. So my yeah. So how did this? How did it change? Because I knew. <clears throat> you see, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here because there'll be better people that can talk about education and standardized tests. But at that young age, any standardized tests was not able to capture my level of intelligence. Okay. But I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Is that to play? You think that it's because it's like a one a ca one catch all, right? Yeah, one yeah, catch all. It's got all. one method yeah, of yeah, yeah, passing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I was in yeah, year seven, measuring. I did a catch test. I don't know if you remember, yeah. there was like a random yeah, test I they did. Those, yeah. I got the highest score. Okay. I remember getting sit down, being told you got the highest score. And it. I don't know what it meant, but yeah. I know the significance it had on me. It was like okay. something in me said, damn right, I think I got the yeah. highest score. I ain't stupid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but again... Uh, I didn't take education seriously. Yeah. And also, to be fair, I forgot to add to that. Yeah. Um, as I'm undiagnosed ADHD, mm. uh, it's likely that was also affecting okay. my thing um, as well, yeah. which was not noticed or seen, even mm. though I had the blatant symptoms of mm. it. But as you could remember, I think probably similar ages, back mm. in the 90s, black people, black children, now black children are constantly being diagnosed with ADHD. But mm. back then, we were just told we were bad yeah. or ignored. That's terrible, so in primary right? school, I was yeah. just probably ignored okay. and dismissed. In secondary school, I was too bad to be ignored. Okay. So I got a lot of attention. Okay. So when did they diagnose it? Never got diagnosed. It never? To, no. Okay. Because now I've learned to manage a lot of the symptoms. Right. Okay. And use it. So if they tell me I've got ADHD, you'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, I know. So you kind of know. You kind of Yeah, it's not disrupting me yeah. the way it did 10, yeah. 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. That I should have had it then when yeah. it was really bad. Yeah. Now I might. I'm, but you still I'm managed able. to get through it, right? Yeah, I had yeah, to. Which is crazy. Because it, you had to, yeah. Yeah, you had to because it wasn't mm. like there was any diagnosis to tell mm. you. It was just like, you know, your mum was just like, what are you doing? Like, fix mm. up. So yeah. discipline in that sense got, I had to learn rituals. And I re think about it now, I had to, I had to create rituals to support mm. the way I think and act. Mm. And then when you grow up, and because I peaked at latest, the thing is about being bad, this is my personal, professional, mm. personal, really not professional opinion, is being bad or being smart Mm. is probably the best thing in, well, mm. I don't know now back then yeah. if you were middle of the road you just got ignored so mm. if that's a secondary school I don't know about primary school right? because okay. I was bad in, in, in secondary school mm. a lot of attention got given okay. we'll, we'll put in these random classes to help better us mm. but they were actually beneficial yeah but the 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 good kids were good. So um, no, sorry, the smart kids were smart. So they didn't need that. Yeah. Then the good kids were just dead. They didn't get any attention. Right. They were just ignored. Yeah. When I think about it, all the, these amazing classes I was <coughs> in, it was all the bad kids that were in it. Yeah, that's true. But then it, it could it could play out that you could get badly influenced. Obviously, you you were strong of yeah. mind that you. Yeah. Got so out there was a level of badness, and there was levels of badness in it. Yeah. I wasn't a bad doing the fire alarm. Yeah. I wasn't that bad. Yeah. It was the typical kind of like get out. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Just but there was minor things. Yeah. No. There was levels. There were others that were getting kicked out of school. Okay. I yeah. got suspended majority of the time, but that was for, <laughs> that was for fighting. Yeah. There was there was levels of badness. You know, yeah. you can talk about levels yeah. of badness. It's like people that shot, and then there's people that mm. do say Yeah. Mm. There's levels to to it. I wasn't that because I had a mum back home that would slap. You know, 
I so okay, so run. so there was a level of like, okay, cool. I can't even be too bad because my mum is just gonna take. Do you know that, what I mean? Like, yeah. Actually, I didn't get in trouble. Weirdly yeah. enough, my mum didn't tell me off for any of the suspensions yeah. that I had. Um, but but um, if I did things like to the teacher, oh, that's yeah. a different. Oh no, I couldn't. I wouldn't get yeah. that. Mad. I was right. I was getting suspended because I was fighting. Okay. Um, other schools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh yeah, mama didn't even know because I pretend to go yeah. to school. I even forgot that she didn't uh, know I was suspended. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I'll wear my uniform, leave wow. the house, and then um, <clears throat> when she leaves, then come back home. Yeah, and it's crazy because like a lot of these things, right? When you're younger, these things they don't define you. They're just like a learning experience, and you can grow and change from it. So I wanted to understand, like, did you you studied psychology at university? I'm assuming. first first and foremost, I studied actually history. You studied history as your first history. degree. That's why I said I'm a geek by, okay. by nature. I'm a geek. Ancient okay. history, then social work, then psychotherapy. I didn't finish ancient history, but ancient yeah. history, social work, psychotherapy, and now my doctorate. Wait, okay, so okay, okay, so you did finish ancient history, then yeah. you moved into social, social work yeah. as a degree. As a degree, yeah. And then you completed that. Yeah. And then you did psychotherapy. What? What? How did we get there from social work to psychotherapy? Yeah, what happened there? What was mm. the like, not motivation for that? Uh, I just wanted to understand people on a deeper level. Mm. So social work allows you to understand people socially. Yeah, and psychotherapy understand um, allows you to understand underneath the iceberg. Yeah, uh, the deeper the unconscious drives that. Yeah, that. So that's why. Yeah. What was what, what was the reason for that? Why Why do you think you wanted to understand people? I want to understand myself. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. I remember the first thing I said to my therapist she was like, "Why are you here?" I said, "Oh well, I'm here because I'm doing mm. psychotherapy degree. So I should come to therapy." She was like, mm. "Okay, why do you need psychotherapy? To want to understand people? Why? Mm. I want to understand myself. Why? Oh, I think I'm quite strange." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "I think I'm a strange person. I want to understand why I am the way I am. What makes yeah. me think the way I think." Um, so yeah, I I found I thought yeah. I used to think, I, and this is not, I'm definitely not, but there was a there was a point I used to think I was psychopathic, but I was definitely nowhere Whoa, near psychopathic. That, yeah, that's but the... I just thought I was quite, I had elements of me that was both very empathetic, but also very cold in my head. Like certain things wouldn't move me to tears the way people okay. would cry. But is that is that a problem per se, would you say? At that time. I mean, no, as a as a psychotherapist, yeah. But to be psychopathic or... No, 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 psychopathic, <laughs> I mean, we can agree. No, but like not being like you know being i'm not moved about emotional about every yeah, aspect right because otherwise that, that, you go I'm crazy like, right yeah yeah no it was because i was very i had difficulties with my emotions right okay so even though i was yeah. empathetic i couldn't connect with myself that's really what i meant oh, because right, it was like okay. in one moment in moments i am emotional yeah but like i don't know there was just certain things i couldn't you know even now i'm yeah. still not that but yeah. i can connect with my emotions i can okay. you know like what we're going to talk about i wouldn't yeah. be able to talk about this 10 years ago if you ask yeah. me how i am i'd say yeah, yeah i'm good i'm good i wouldn't be able yeah. to say that like, actually i'm not really feeling good right now yeah um so i wasn't able to connect with my emotions right. okay because it was too painful yeah um that's really what i meant but i could only yeah. explain it in that i feel like i'm kind of cold yeah and i'm that um but i just remember thinking in my head am i psychopath you know when you just knew when people ask themselves these questions they, they know they're not yeah but sometimes you think I might something you just do on Google. You do a Google search, yeah. you start to worry about something. Yeah, um, but then that, that that I'm not a therapist. You can tell me this, but that gives me a level of con. You have a level of consciousness, a level of regret, a level of yeah, probably not feeling like, right. Like, like asking themselves, am I a psychopath? Do, do they even care? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not, no. <laughs> but you care, so exactly. there's a level of, oh, actually, exactly. I feel bad. It's like I, if a narcissist goes, yeah. am I a narcissist? A yeah. narcissist probably would not ask them that, that, that question. Yeah. You wouldn't do that. So okay. when you ask certain questions, yeah. you're probably not the thing you're asking. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow, this is this is such a deep conversation. I'm loving it because, like, for me, like when I do the podcast, I feel like I'm I'm learning a lot from mm. who I'm speaking to. So I feel like I get to learn a lot from you. I'm learning about um, I'm learning from you how you ask your questions. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't use this. In, <laughs> you're gonna use this in thingy. <laughs> you know what though? A lot of it, I think, like I'm, I, I it's training as well for me because I've done sixty plus episodes. So I've also I've also gotten better at mm. asking questions if you go back to the first one you think oh he sounds different but like i'm learning how i'm, I'm constantly learning how to like ask better questions and you but know, the be way a bit you ask better. questions says a lot yeah. about what you're interested in yeah 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 no i'm interested in a lot <laughs> I'm interested in a lot. um so okay so you did psychotherapy yeah uh and then you mentioned f- um uh therapy right w- when when did that start for you therapy 2014 2014 was that after uni that therapy started for you it started after social work but uh, at the same time i started work. my psychotherapy yeah when you're training to be a psychotherapist yeah you have to um, receive therapy really yeah. i never knew that yeah seriously yeah, you gotta know so you got kind of forced to yeah so I, my yeah. journey to therapy was technically i had to do it yeah the best thing ever yeah i'll definitely recommend it but it wasn't mm. like i said oh i'm gonna go therapy no yeah it was like oh i have to it was like oh okay damn i've got to pay 50 pounds a week okay let me do that yeah but best thing ever and absolutely important because the amount of ish that i dealt with and the amount of yeah. people got to deal with i just don't know how anyone can sit in this chair yeah helping someone else and they haven't dealt with their issue yeah. a lot of therapists a lot of clinical psychologists yeah some counselors they have never gone therapy but they sit in this chair which is i think quite scary okay wow and we could we could definitely talk about that um there, there is an area that i want to talk about but we'll, we'll get there we'll get yeah. there slowly but surely okay. um so Obviously, this is this is a, this is a tough question for me to ask you. Um, so you overcame a tough period in your life where you overcame depression. Mm. Can you talk a bit, a little bit about that and how how you managed to to overcome it? Like, yeah, yeah. You did, yeah. So that leads on to talking about the level of bullying yeah. that I experienced, and there was other traumatic events that occurred. Mm. But I always say bullying for me was significant because mm. I call it was very pervasive. Mm. Um, even though I'm not a dancer anymore and all of that, and I'm not a great dancer, mm. but technically performing arts was the only time I was never bullied. So that's okay. probably why I took it. I continued it to a very, um, to like I was 16. Um, but yeah, because I said it to someone else, I think the thing about the bullying, the reason why it affected me was that it was like the world was unsafe. It was mm. like, I'm trying to be myself. I'm trying to be me, but I'm not allowed to be me because being me, I'm being told it's bad and wrong. Because mm. essentially anything that I did was used and seen as a pinpoint to to mm. insult me on um, heavily. And then obviously nobody else wanted to get picked on, so nobody would defend me. So I was yeah. always constantly, um, if I'm being picked out, it wasn't, again, it was not what you see on TV. Don't bully her. I never had that, mm. you know. And there was only that one moment before year eight where that stopped completely, mm. where I said no. Um, I, I never been, but I was bullied in the venture playground, but not much. But one time for one summer, I was bullied. Mm. And I was like, how can the place that I love the most, I'm getting bullied in? Mm. There is no way. And I remember just saying no. And actually what happened was, she went, okay, let's be friends. <laughs> it was so, Seriously? It, was, it was what you see on TV. It did happen. I said no. And I remember that, that she just looked at me and then just said, okay. And I was just so, weird, oh, it, it can work. But um. That was, I think, what got me to be very depressed because mm. I just wasn't happy. Okay. But I was the person that, you know, is the life of the party, mm. um, is loud, mm. is happy. So I was the person that you wouldn't think is depressed mm. because I felt like I had to be that. Technically, I think I, I created a... That is still part of me, but I created this shell 
of happy-go-lucky and all of that because I wasn't going to be the person that you cast and I'm going to just be there crying. So mm. it was either you cry or you laugh and, you know, whatever. Um, so I was the, what I call, high-function depressed person who you wouldn't know who, like, you know, DJ Twitch that's just passed, mm -hmm. that that um, completed um, yeah. um, self-deletion last, last week. Mm. And he just did a TikTok, what, mm. two days before with his wife. That is how I was. You okay. would not know. Mm. Dancing, singing, all of that jazz. Mm. Still achieving, wow. but inside hating myself. Um, and yeah, so it, it was because of the bullying, I would say. How did I overcome it? Oh, that's an interesting one because it's like a thin, a thin rope, a thin... It's like a thin rope of I've overcome it, but there are moments where you can easily, I feel like you can get sucked back in mm. and begin to self-doubt and begin to listen to the voices mm. um, of the bullies and listen to mm. the voices of the people telling me you're this or nothing, you're rubbish, all of this stuff. Mm. Um, a lot of, a lot of, a lot, a lot of soul searching and therapy, um, obviously my faith, um, really seeking God and just mm. be like understanding my worth. But it, the way I overcame it or the way I, it, I, helped myself not go into a dark hole anymore mm -hmm. is understanding my self-worth yeah which i think it's a lifelong journey to mm -hmm. be honest because for me personally i was more, not okay not 10 years but nearly 10 years of my life i was mm. bullied in different forms and then other traumatic events occurred my dad leaving mm. sexual abuse all the different stuff um that's that's the key parts of my life mm. forming yeah. So to undo that takes a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, this is why bullying, trauma, abuse, all of these things are so terrible when it occurs. Because mm. in all honesty, in my belief, this is my belief, you can overcome them, but you're is a lifelong battle. Yeah. So any person that's gone through anything has to live with the with the the consequence of that. And we might overcome it in the sense that we are much better, but it's a daily battle yeah. of overcoming those thoughts because. I like the way I viewed myself was always through the prism of the thoughts people gave right, me. Okay. So yeah. now I have to try and view myself differently, but I'm always battling between what, mm. like, let's say, what glasses do I want to wear? Do I want to mm. wear the glasses of my bullies or the glasses of who God says I am, who I think I am? Right, and the con okay. for me, it's not a, I just wear the glasses of who God says I am. I have to choose to wear it mm. every single day. Right. Okay. Wow. 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 That's a, uh... Very, very shared, shared all of it. And I guess my question for you is, do you feel like those voices will ever go away at some point over time? They get less, but don't yeah. get, I personally don't think they go away. Yeah. They get less. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't think they go away. I think, you know, depends on your level of trauma. So mm. if, you know, because my, my trauma was deep and compounded upon by so many different things. Yeah. I don't think it's something that goes away. I think, you know, if I got picked up once, picked on once or twice, then mm. yeah, I think, you know, those things can kind of yeah. easily blot it out. But when you've had it for over 10 years of your mm. life, um, yeah, they don't, I don't think they, they go away, but yeah. they get dimmer and they get less powerful. Yeah. Um, and they just get smaller and squeaky. Mm. But they, I think for me, they're still there. Yeah. So I think life is a like in anything. That's how I see it. Mm. Some people will say you can overcome it. Like you can just tell yourself, you love yourself, look in mm. the mirror. Mm. I think life is about making a decision every single day to love yourself. Yeah. Making a decision every single day to say to yourself, you are worthy. Yeah. I don't mean that I do that. I don't do all that stuff. But I mean to make telling yourself that every mm. single day, um, and and trying to trying to believe that. Yeah. Um. And also being honest, that sometimes you just don't believe that. And sometimes yeah. just natural things. If you don't sleep well, 
um, if you have a cold, if you're not mm. feeling good, you're gonna feel. So when I'm in a in a bad state, which mm. is like I maybe haven't slept, mm. then those voices are louder. Mm. Um, that's why it's good to sleep well if you've got like a event the next day you're going to speak at mm. because the nerves that you would have would be greater because those voices of you can't speak no one's going to listen to you would be much more louder because your defenses mm. that you can say shut up are less strong mm. so in certain moments throughout life throughout the day um they they could be louder mm. but it's learning it's a lot of it is discipline it's gaining rituals um to help you kind of focus your mm. mind on what is true because reality mm. is even though they're, ne they're not dead they are lies so i know they are lies Mm. Right, but when you lived your life believing those lies for such a long yeah. time, even though you know they are lies, <coughs> there's something familiar. Mm. So there's something so insidious about mm. believing lies. Mm. But if you believe the truth that you are called for something greater, yeah. that means that you've got there's a responsibility on your mm. shoulder, and it's a a good burden, but a burden to carry. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes for some people, and even for myself, it felt easier to carry the burden of the lies than the burden of the truth. Right. Okay. Because every everything yeah. has a burden. Truth has a burden. Life yeah. burden. It's true. Question is, yeah. what burden do you want to carry? Yeah. And some people rather carry the lie. Yeah. You know, I really appreciate the fact that you've been so authentic and transparent and. You know, you didn't just use a cliche of, you know, oh, yeah, you were just overcoming. You just, you were fully honest. Like, yeah, it's something I am still battling. And it's something <clears throat> that people will will, will have to ballot, um, battle depending on, you know, how severe, severe it is. And I feel like because you've gone through that experience, like you said, you're a better place to help, mm -hmm. help people. Mm -hmm. And that moves us on to... Um, a really nice segue, actually, where you you founded a company, mm -hmm. Frontline Therapy, mm -hmm. right? When when did that? When, 2018. When, 2018, okay, cool. So about four, four years in. Um, so what was the motivation for that, Frontline Therapist? So, honestly, it was to, I oh, I say, I love my, this is my quote, see a need, fill a need. Okay. And that's in anything, in any business, right? Yeah. Um, you see a need, you fill a need. Um. You see a pain, you want to resolve the pain. So that's what it was. It wasn't even like, oh, I see a pain in myself. Uh, it's only after you go, oh, yeah, because of my mental health stuff, it probably yeah. makes sense. It was because I saw a need in the community. I saw the fact that a lot of us black folk and Asian folk um, um, had um, mental health issues mm. and wanted therapy but couldn't afford therapy yeah. and also didn't have the choice of if they could have a therapist that looked like them. Yeah. So it was like, oh. I can do something about this. I can create a service to help my people, my community. Like I said before, my thing is about helping helping people. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, because I have a business acumen, I put business t together to it because I prefer to go down the more of a business route than a charity route. Yeah. Um, and that's how it came about. Okay, nice. Can you can you describe uh, frontline uh, therapy? Therapist? Frontline therapist, yeah. Therapist, okay, yeah. sorry. Let me let me let me repeat that. Because I got it here as frontline therapist. I, I think I said therapy before. Thanks for correcting me on that. Um can you talk us through um what yeah, like frontline therapist does? So frontline therapist is an affordable online multicultural counselling service. Um and essentially it matches you with a counsellor. They're all in training to be therapists um at a price that's quite affordable, so thirty pounds um a week. Yeah. Um or twenty five pounds if you're fully on benefits or a student. Um therapy right now on average is mm. about sixty pounds per session. Yeah. So it's a significant half price essentially. Um and you know, it gives you the opportunity. Yes, you're paying for it because on the NHS it's free, but on the NHS um, you usually get CBT and it's usually time limited. So six sessions, 12 yeah. sessions, and there's a long waiting list. So essentially you get to somewhat take control 
um, and ask for a preference, ask for a black therapist, Asian therapist, etc. Um, and begin your journey of healing with somebody who you feel that might understand your cultural nuance, you know. Yeah. And for some people, it's really important for them to not be able to explain. And being a black woman as well, you want to jump on your bonnet without going, no, what's on your head? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or your yeah. wig is off and you don't have to explain <laughs> your cables under your hair. You know, certain things like that. Because it is quite important. Yeah. Um, or the idea of that you, you're you not professional. It's like, yo, yeah. I am professional. I'm dressed up, but I'm yeah. just looking cash. Um, and just other things like talking about, you know, we said a lot of things about Nigeria. I didn't have to yeah. break that. Oh, in Nigeria, yeah. you know, there's no, there's, yeah. there's light. It's, you, you got it. So uh, yeah. it's things Sorry. like that where somebody will be like, oh, okay, I understand that. Or if you're from the Caribbean heritage, just yeah. different things that you don't have to explain because mm. us black people can be tired of explaining ourselves yeah. a lot of times. But not everyone asks for a, a, mm. a black therapist. Some people don't mind because okay. the most important thing is having a good enough therapist, a therapist yeah. that you can build a relationship yeah. with because there's a trust in one because you're bearing deep things that mm. sometimes nobody knows except yeah. yourself and your therapist mm -hmm. so that's what's really important wow wow i love that i, I was actually going to go on to this this part because we we, you, we mentioned obviously you you started this to mm. focus on um uh, uh black and ethnic minorities right mm. um but obviously in the black community mental health is not something i think we're talking about it a lot yeah. more yeah but I wouldn't say it's like a normal conversation no. for me to have no. with like, you know, like family and friends. Yeah. For sure. Um don't be like with your man them and your girl them like no, yeah, it's not, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and if we do that people shy away from yeah, you know yeah, how yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. you know, you you know it. So I, I I just wanted to know from your perspective, what was it like like when you were starting the business? What was it like, you know, getting people into the business, like convincing people to sign up? There was no convincing. Yeah, you didn't have to. Okay. No. Do you know what's funny? Yeah. I guess the reality is that let's say what there's three percent of um, the population is, is black or yeah. black, a uh, uh, mixed race heritage. I don't know. I'm not good at maths, right? But let's say there's um, two million black people. Which I think actually there is about that amount. One mm -hmm. to two million. Two million black people, right? Um, and let's say even seventy percent of black people will never go therapy. Yeah. I ain't got to convince that thirty percent. Yeah. Thirty percent want therapy. Mm is now convincing the 70%. Yeah. Um, so I think 30% of people I don't need to convince. How I guess you can say that I convinced people is I was smart. I used influencer marketing. Okay. So I used relatable people that people follow. Yeah. And therapy, I always say it's not like buying a shoe. Mm. People want it or people are interested in it and it can take months, sometimes even a year or two for you to make the decision to actually do it. Yeah. Because it is a big decision. It's a yeah. scary decision. And you've yeah. got to be quite brave to do, actually. So it's it's probably something that happens in their mind and it begins as a seed and it forms into yeah. a tree. So you might say to your friend, you need therapy. That could be today, 2022. Then a year later, you know what? I've got therapy. Yeah. But if you said, oh, we're going Beyonce's concert. is Because things like that is like, you can just do. Where yeah. therapy is something that you think about, you process, yeah. you wonder, you, you know, you think about your finances. There's so many things. So I would say that the more people talk about it, the more mm. popular culture talks about it, the mm. more people's favorite artists yeah. people talk about it, the more people begin to feel like I can do this yeah yeah i should do this and i also say to people look if you're scared to do it who, who gonna know unless people are looking at your your bill yeah nobody knows what you're paying each month so yeah. it's not something you've got to tell people i've got a therapist mm. um but a lot of people 
feel like they will do with the only that's the biggest thing i think mm. in in it is people don't think it will work for them mm. they're they're so sure it won't work for them they've never done it but they're so sure mm. and they feel <laughs> it's like, crazy isn't it yeah like, like, <laughs> you haven't tried it though so they're very sure it won't work for mm. them and or they don't think they need it because they just deal with it on their own mm. why, why why do you think in the black community specifically is something that we're like nah we're not because we've been taught to mm. keep everything in house, isn't it? Don't, yeah. Don't tell nobody, right? Even though in I don't know in Caribbean culture, but I'm sure it is in African culture. Mm. People are chatting their business to their to whoever it's to exactly. Their their people are always exactly. chatting to the to the Oja to the Baba Bala. Like so, in in a weird way, people have always shared their stuff. But the reality is, there's something. Do the they way, share? <laughs> the good stuff right yeah the bad stuff is like more gossiping of, about, about somebody thing. else yeah because it's about yeah. shame yeah so the thing is yeah. what traps what keeps trauma <clears throat> shame sexual abuse a lot of things in our community going hmm. we're not talking about sickle cells a lot of it's shame yeah because it's very scary to acknowledge or to admit mm. that something might be wrong mm. or something isn't what we think is normal. That's yeah. the reason why if you if there's a family of mental illness, they're hidden away. Mm. And nobody talks about it. Where's, where's your son? Uh, he, he went to university. What is it? It's been a, it's been a long time. Shouldn't <laughs> he come back right now? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No one would say, oh, he's gone to prison or he's in a mental health hospital. We don't yeah. want to admit the truth. We hide things away. Mm. It's because people are ashamed of, ashamed of it. Yeah. So a lot of it comes from shame. And I think... On our generation and the younger generation, it's just clothed of like, nah, man, so I don't need to in it. But really, it's a shame because the what is what it when you really, really think about it, if you got an issue with your car, mm. you go to a mechanic. Hundred percent. Because other than putting the water in the thing, mm. the little oil thing, that's all most of us know, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Or the jump start the thing, yeah. that's it. You're not going like, yeah, go to the hood of the car. <laughs> hmm. Let me there's smoke coming out. Hmm. Yeah. Let me begin to expect. We're not we're not doing that. Yeah. When your toilet broke down, yeah. we're calling the plumber. Yeah. But when your when your mind is not in shape, mm. where why do you think you can handle it yourself? That, that's that, that's the thing. When I think about it, mm. I think where do we get such and I say it in a, in a not in a in a harsh way, but the mm. level of pride that we think mm. that you yourself can diagnose yourself, can heal yourself when you haven't done so already. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like, because I was, I, 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 you know, I, I do a little bit of research. I was doing a little bit of uh, research on on this as well. Do you feel like, again, this is not propaganda listeners and watchers. Do you feel like there's an element of um, fear as well? Because I mean, before you set up, right, they now know, okay, cool. We can go and see a black therapist. They're gonna better understand me. But I was reading that um, <clears throat> that black people are four times as likely to be detained under the mm -hmm. Mental Health Act. Oh, so I've really seen I've all these stats, all these stats, right? Well. Yeah. So I actually detain people. I put people yeah. in hospital. Really? One of my roles. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How, wow. How does that? How? how you know? How, how, how? What is that like for you? It's a very. I take it's a. It's because I'm judged during execution. I literally can deprive you of six months of your life. Really. Um. <clears throat> I take it very seriously and you're yeah. right there is um in every western country yeah every african um the diaspora so I, I include caribbean african americans anyone from the african continent yeah in the western world distrust the mental health service because yeah. they have historically um been racist and yeah. could arguably still is so mm. um it is it is it was and can be very dangerous for a black mm. person being in prison being in a mental health hospital yeah it can be so the reality is there's distrust there yeah why should i 
and being a mental health professional, mm. I've seen madness. So yeah. I've seen the way people talk to people. Mm. I personally, me, mm. Ingozi, if any of my family gets unwell, I'm taking them private, mate. They ain't got really? Oh, so even you have that level of distrust. And yeah. I wouldn't put, people yeah. are paid to do a job. I, I don't yeah. know. I've seen how people, I just don't like what I see. Okay. Um, cool. So I wouldn't put family members in there. Yeah. Um, I would give them as best of a treatment as possible. Yeah. Um, but the reality is, if I could, I'd create my own hospital, in all honesty. I'd, yeah. I'll do everything uh. private in my own house, get the yeah. psychiatrist. If I could, that's what I would do. Yeah. Because, um, I think the reality is in anything, in health, like mm. even children, if I can, by God's grace, I'll mm. do everything private as well. Mm. I don't want to rely on it. NHS is amazing, but it has failed a lot of people. Yeah. And because people are overstretched, mm-hmm. one in five let women die. I ain't yeah. being a statistic. I ain't going to be a statistic. That's the very high. Do you know what I mean? Statistic. Yeah, it's yeah. very high. Yeah. We So mm. you got to take the life in your own hands. And obviously a yeah. lot of that is we're going to go into that generational wealth and stuff. Yeah. We need to be making money so we mm. can make these decisions. There are certain yeah. part of the upper class and middle class that get the best type of treatment because they pay yeah. for it. Exactly. So I want to pay for it. Can't too. be racist to me if I'm paying you. And if you, you, I'll stop you. Do you right? know what I mean? <laughs> even if you are, you're going to be the best treatment ever. Yeah. Exactly. You're going to get the best yeah. food. I'm going to get the, the cleanest toilet. Yeah. Have you seen those hospital toilets and bathrooms? They're crazy, yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk a bit about the, the benefits of therapy because obviously we want to encourage as many people to, mm. to go for it. So what, what would you say are some of the benefits of, you know, getting, getting therapy? So the benefits of getting therapy is that you're embarking on a journey to healing. Yeah. And we have a lot of generational trauma. Generational trauma is essentially... Um, stuff that happened in one generation that's been passed down to another generation mm-hmm. um, and usually not good stuff. So generational trauma in our community from colonialism to slavery um, to just how um, to racism yeah. and then just to whatever your parents went through personally. Yeah. Right. Majority of us, all our parents, specifically if we are African or Caribbean and definitely for African first, first generation, our parents weren't born in this country. No. They yeah. came from one content to another content mm. and they probably had a hard time. Mm. That, and then they had you or you were there as small. They've gone through adversity that you may or may not remember that you will be impacted by. So there's a lot of, I call it like a cesspool. There's a lot of cesspool that you're carrying that's not even yours. Yeah. That you need to begin to unravel. And you've got your own cesspool. People are getting into relationships prematurely, hurting each other, coming out of a lot of emotional baggage, mm-hmm. you know. So the reality is there's a lot of stuff that we've got to unravel. And I think if we want this next generation to be better, we have to ha- take a responsibility in healing that. Yeah. Because you can't give what you don't have. Yeah. So if you don't have the um, the tools to give the next generation, you have to go and learn that. And you can't learn that on your own. Mm. So yeah. therapy helps you to help the next generation. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's crazy when you, when you were saying, you know, everything about like, you know, if you, it's like almost stuff coming from your parents. And it's true, we, ne- we never do think about what did our parents have to go through you know, even if they were born here, what did they have to also oh, go through? Do, you know, through was there any mental health struggles, any financial struggles, social struggles, all sorts of struggles, of, right? A lot of our parents were pretty <clears> depressed. <throat> like, my mum was definitely depressed, but she would never, yeah. she now probably knows that she was depressed, but mm. she had to work and put yeah. food on the table. So had no choice, right? They yeah. had no choice. And they, some of it, and different, different, totally different topic for maybe another mm. time. But we can admit, yeah, some of the beats that we got were not because of what we did. We, we breaking that plate did not deserve yeah. the level of beating we no, got. No, 100%. A lot of it was maybe their anger 
anger death yeah frustration. and even like they I like their know. upbringing which was a wrong upbringing that they just Very learned from yeah or this is the response it's got to be like 10 times to a one out of 10 come yeah, on like sometimes, seriously because sometimes the smoking <clears throat> the beats was disproportionate to the issue yeah like brother just broke it's up not, a plate yeah and then you're smacking. getting a belt to yeah over a plate yeah. not like yeah. i i what is it the level of disproportionate and mm. sometimes when you like if i remember my mom or when i talked to other kids and um, other kids other um, my other friends we talk about our parents and we remember the anger you're thinking it went for that plate you know you must have had an issue with your boss like something else when you really think about it because imagine now as an adult you know how it is you have a hard day at work i haven't got kids yet but now talking to parents and i can imagine when you come home from it you're tired mm. and your child is just messing up <laughs> i can see that kind of like you've got to probably calm down like give me a minute let me come and calm down because if you don't you will come chat to your child yeah. with all of that frustration and yeah. anger that you had and remember what our parents did they didn't have the moment of let me just take a breather mm. And then come back. They'll come with, what are you doing? Da, 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 da. You're thinking, ah, 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 ah. Yeah. why are you coming shouting at me for? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, no, completely, completely great. That's another perspective I didn't actually think of. Completely true. So I was wondering, um, you know, as both the CEO of uh, Frontline Therapist and, you know, being a psychotherapist yourself, talk, talk me through what your day is like. What's the frustrations? What's the successes? Oh, good question. So, oh, my days. What's the day like? So, I wake up on a good day. I wake up 4 a.m. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, to get the things I'm doing here. So, I pray. Um, and then from about 5, I, I'm i going. I, so, it depends. Because I'm doing a TED Talk. So, I will do my speech writing. Mm. And then I will do a couple of hours of my doctorate. Mm. And then I will, um, like, answer emails here or there um and strategize plan um follow up on emails mm -hmm. follow up on um calls with different corporations and organizations yeah. um and then yeah that's it really and then obviously i'm, I'm doing different podcasts different interviews i create my own content for mm -hmm. my own um podcasts and stuff like that mm -hmm. so that's kind of it really i yeah. my 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 service is is managed so i don't do the operational stuff oh so, so somebody else manages that for you okay. yeah so yeah i've got a team that manage that manages it so i don't okay. do my socials or my operations i'm okay. more strategic oh really uh, yeah and then i'm dealing with like um corporations so with my yeah. other business as well like just dealing with corporations and stuff so i don't deal directly with clients or counselors so i'm yeah. just strategic really how did you scale it up to to that where like some like other people are just managing it uh that's a really good question um i guess my in my mind i what i want so someone asked me what type of business person do you want to be i just want to be I, i'd say i'm just a ceo mm. and i manage people doing the thing mm. uh i i don't want to do things directly so i don't i like to public speak and do workshops and stuff um but i like to manage and strategically mm. think and that's where my mind works i'm a strategic thinker yeah rather than in the hands-down operations but i did that i had to do that before i got to this position yeah and you had to be on you had to be in the business in it now mm -hmm. to before you're on the business yeah um as soon as money started being made and i could i i repl replicated myself so i got mm. an admin as you know usually the first thing you do is that you get yeah. an admin then i got people to do the clinical elements yeah um and then i got people to manage the social media so all the bits that you don't want to do i just mm. got people to do it for me okay. that are better at it yeah to do that okay and is this this income is a is your business all of the businesses because obviously you have another business right you have a consultancy mm -hmm. and coaching right mm -hmm. to do you is it all under one umbrella or mm -hmm. you, oh really oh yeah, yeah 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 can you talk to us about the consultancy <clears throat> and okay. the coaching one, yeah, Literally, as well. Frontline, um, frontline coaching is a diversity and inclusion consultancy. Well, it's a data driven. It's all about mm. 
understanding data and understanding how companies analyze the data to assess the well-being of their um, black and Asian and mixed heritage okay. staff. Wow. And also um, the data in regards to how representative is that company in in regards to uh, uh, their black and Asian heritage, you know, being across the leadership. You know, are we at every point? Can you mm. see us, the retention rates, you know, all of the different things, mm -hmm. recruitment, all of that stuff. So, because yeah. I'm very much about like data speaks. Yeah. Um, and then my coaching, um, I coach black women, okay. coach women of faith, um, just in their leadership, because my expertise is all about mental, mental health and also leadership, because I believe in making impact and how can we make conscious, impactful leaders um, that leave an impact and leave a legacy. Yeah. So, yeah, so all of them together, all the work I do is under, uh, um, I guess, the limited company and then there's mm. this different strands that mm. do different things. And one of the things I encourage the, your listeners, male or female, is that you're multifaceted because mm. you asked me a question, why mm. psychotherapy after social work? I want to do many different things. I, I, mm. I don't want anyone to box me and limit me. Okay. And that's why I go back to the SATS test, that, that standardization I didn't like. Mm. Um, and that's why... There was something in me, very, very small, that knew I can't be defined yeah. by these um, tests. But I had to learn how to master them. Mm. So in year nine, when I got my high levels um, in that SATS test by GCSE, so from yeah, from se um, year seven I was like middle, low, middle, low. Then from year ten I was high. Okay. I had to learn. Oh, all you got to do is memorize. Okay, let me memorize the thing to pass. Not that I understand what I'm memorizing. <laughs> don't tell me anything about maths or whatever. Mm. But I learned to memorize. So yeah. once I realized the trick of passing, mm. I then mastered it. But yeah. I understood that it was beyond standardized tests. It was about your intelligence and okay. how you articulate and how you think and how you use your imagination to create something that wasn't there to something that is there. Yeah. And you actually enterprise it and make an impact. And that's what I'm good at. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So several businesses under one. And how, how much do these businesses make? You don't have to give us a, a complete, like the actual round figure, but... Per year, how much does it does it roughly make so you all of this? Figures. Okay, so um, six figures. Okay, um, trying to get to seven. In seven, yeah, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in six figures, but we've got yeah. to consolidate now because you know, okay, uh, um, the cost the cost of living um, mm. pandemic has affected all businesses, so mm. we've all got to be smart. So I've got a healthy reserve, mm. um, so in the next year or two, definitely meeting the seven figures, mm. but. Yeah, multiple six figures, and but I always say this: just because one's making multiple six figures doesn't mean I'm six. Because people get people mm. get it twisted. Just because your business is a multi, uh, mm. I know businesses, I know people mm. that have got um, their businesses valued at millions, but they're not. You know, it mm. gets to they gets to a point where you then become a millionaire, but it does okay. take a bit. Yeah. So I think it's just important to make your business can make that, but unless you're stupid, mm. you're not making six yeah. figures. Your business yeah. is making that. Okay. You want to be living under your means because the whole idea yeah. is to get to a point. Then yes, you can say i'm a millionaire now right you've made multiple millions right. okay that then in your bank account there's millions so yeah. it takes a while for that because mm. some people get excited like your business is making money i mean i'm making money like mm. that but um so i'm still hustling okay and living below my means because it's about getting even more multiple streams of income yeah you, know, you want i want to go into um you know real estate all the different stuff but i want to mm. complete my doctorate first because i, I guess where, I, where i'm mm. multifaceted is that i want to hit these five areas i want to hit education i want to hit research i want to hit policy mm. i want to hit practice and service delivery wow so uh, plan <laughs> yeah so for me 
everything that I do is about making impact in those five areas. Yeah. You no, know, the question usually is, how do you know when you'll be? You no, know, when when would you be successful? When I'm doing something in all those five areas okay. within mental health, um, and I guess black leadership and whatever else God has mm. called me to do to be impactful, mm. but. Um, yeah, those are the areas that I want to impact. So even though I want different multiple streams of income, I want to start working on policies and okay. government in terms of about mental health and yeah. all this stuff. And like, um, I want to help. I want. I'm a researcher. I think we need more black researchers because mm-hmm. sickle cell, for example, a big issue in the black community. Yeah. Underfunded. Why? Because though we're more affected by that than any other population, mm-hmm. we're not going into it. Yeah. The, just the, every event you have somebody going, um, give blood for sickle cell. We need more than that. <laughs> You're completely right. Like, sickle cell. I, yeah, I think I, I haven't re- really seen much on it until very recently. Mm, Again, mm. it's a thing that if you're not involved in it, you don't know somebody with it, you wouldn't even think it exists. Do you know what I mean? After time. We need more funding. You yeah. Know, by God's grace, when I get to make start making millions, I want to fund yeah. sickle cell research and stuff yeah. like that. So research is a big, it's an important thing. I think the areas that I'm talking about are the areas that black people... Well, black people are underrepresented in every sector. Finance, but, doing business, which is you know like I mean? a podcast. But we're doing well in that sector, a bit yeah. better. Yeah. But all these other areas, yeah. we're not, we're not, we need to penetrate. Yeah. So that we can begin to leave a, a really good legacy, not only build rearing amazing children, yeah. but creating society. What's the point of having good, uh, great children in a terrible world? Yeah, very true. That's very, very true. That caters to us, that understands us. Um, and it's educated as well on us, right? That's, the sexual abuse in, our, in the black community is disgusting. Yeah. What's going yeah. on? Wow! But who? But where the black research is researching that, so mm. that light can be shown, shown in that, and that people can be set free. There isn't much, so that's yeah. why it continues to be perpetrated in the society. Mm. You know, so anywhere where research, that's why you're seeing things are hearing about cancer. Yeah, because. Everyone gets affected by cancer, mm-hmm. so there's lots of investment. But when things are happening in our community, we have to go into that area because, unfortunately, yeah. look, reality, they don't care yeah. if it's happening to us. Exactly. So we need to yeah. go into it to find out, to excavate, to 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 get all of these amazing um, funding so that we can have not only Cancer Research UK, Sucker Cell mm. Research UK. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Um, so you've had a lot of successes. Uh, so I've seen you've been featured over 200 news websites, including Fox, NBC. But out of all these successes, um, which one do you say you're the most proud of? Oh, oh so that's uh, interesting. It's so funny. Like, I don't even, I'm not even proud of all those successes. I'm proud. I mean, I, that's not even, I don't even <laughs> think about those successes. Um, it could be um, one that I didn't even mention. It could be anything that you I mean, feel is a good, success. I got a, Success is I've got a good um, team. Okay. I think that's successful. I think you, you're never as good as you, you know better than your team. Mm. Um, I've got a supportive husband, and I've got um, my mum is there as well, and so good family structure because I've got a big family, but she's my yeah. only my, only me, my mum, and then good friends. I think that's what's successful. Yeah. And um, you know, and just doing God's will. Um, as long as I'm doing God's will. And seeing my friends win, I think that's important for me. I yeah. see people because if you win, I win. Yeah. It's not for me. Whoever gets there, let's all get there. Mm. It's not a, I get there. I I'm I'm not type. Of, I'm the silly person. I'm smart. If I see gold, yeah, mm. you know some people will hoard that gold and then yeah. tell people to get the crumbs. I would probably <coughs> get everyone and say, let's share it. That's the type of person that I am. Yeah. I'm not going to see and take my stuff first. I'm like, all come and then let's begin to share. And you, then some people say, you take more because you got it first. Fair enough. Mm. That's the type of person that I am. So for yeah. me, I don't see a win until we all win. Yeah. So I love that. I'm successful that. because, you know, 
I've got solid friends and I don't have yeah. drama in my life and peace yeah. and I've got a good family. So that's that's to me what successful is. You know, all the money, money comes and goes. Yeah. So the reality is any entrepreneur's probably lost money, won money. So yeah. uh, like I said, right now I'm consolidating. I've made a lot of money, but we've got to consolidate um because mm. things are things are rocky um in, in the world right now. So you just gotta be smart and maneuver yourself yeah. properly. So that's you know, DJ Twitch had money and he yeah. he, he he chose, you know, he chose mm. to end it because he was running away from his pain. So at mm. the end of the day, Success to me is defined by the quality rather than mm. the quantity of stuff that I have. Mm. So that's good. I love all those accolades. I would love more. Um, but I'm glad that I have a good family and support structure mm-hmm. because once I do get more, the more the more notoriety I get, the more hate you get. I need a structure to support me from the hate. That yeah, I'm that's get. true. So I'm glad that I have that now. Yeah. So the more known that I get, and I get all of those weird people up on my Instagram, mm. I, I I will have a supportive structure that yeah. that holds me down. Yeah. You know what's crazy? When you said that, I didn't actually think about that, and it's true. It's like I was thinking, why would anybody hate what you're doing? Like you're doing good, but it's true. People just hate oh, yeah. just because. Oh cause, yeah, I've right? got in the little. So even like with this, oh, there will be some that will message me and saying, "What you trying to say? Yeah, that uh uh, you know, why should you have a mental health service that caters just to black people or yeah. even my consultancy? Nah, 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 nah. Everyone yeah. has their opinion, and because I'm a very, I'm a very critical thinker, yeah. and I don't, you can't homogenize me like every black person. I yeah. don't think like every black person. Yeah. I don't mind those questions. I say, okay, I have a debate because yeah. I actually like the fact that you think differently. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm yeah. saying? So, you know, if you talked about crime, <coughs> gun and knife crime, mm. I will come with a very different perspective. I don't believe it's just uh, racism. I don't, I don't believe mm. the reason people just give for this stuff. Like, there are personal agency. We've got to take responsibility that we have failed our community. Mm-hmm. It's not just the police. It's not just yeah. socioeconomic factors because there's bare of us that come from poor family and we don't make those decisions mm. or we, we, we are... Like I said, there was a point in time that I could have started smoking. I could start doing that. I was offered that, but I saw beyond that and I saw mm-hmm. you guys are idiots. Mm-hmm. This ain't the way I want to go. Mm-hmm. Where are they now? Yeah. They're still not doing much. Yeah. I agree with that takes. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, I'm, I'll say, let me say I'm on the fence. I'm 50-50, right? I half understand, sympathize with people who are a bit more, let's say, gullible, a bit more, you know, you can influence them. And I feel like they're, are a victim of their situation. Yeah, some are very <clears throat> much. And in the other half, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you you also have a choice to get out of there because there's so many people that you can reference that have been just through the same situations as you, or even worse, and they've managed to make it through. So that's why I'm always fifty. I'm always fifty. Yeah, because 50 there were people in yeah. that lifestyle yeah. that did not want to be in that lifestyle. Yeah, but they were bullied into that lifestyle. Yeah. They, were, they, they don't want to say it can make them look weak, but yeah, they were. Yeah. And there are people in that lifestyle that have chosen to be in that lifestyle. Yeah. And like I said, I yeah. know some people's situations are really bad. And I know mm. we're no longer in the 90s, but there were places like I know in South London yeah. that your running water weren't always great. Yeah. I knew people that lived mm. and had bad tap water. Mm. I get people in my area. I can only talk from my area. <laughs> I know in that area is now. Yeah. We had a decent system. Mm. So that's what I said. A lot of it was choice. Mm. They weren't, the mum wasn't, Everyone's mum was working. Yeah. It may have been tough, but they were working. They had three had three meals a day. Yeah. What's your reason? It's not yeah. because you're trying to because your mum's still in the estate, bruv. Yeah. So after ten years, you ain't got your mum out of the estate. Yeah. I'm not understanding. So it's not about nah, I need to yeah. get mum of ends. You're not getting mum of ends. You're yeah. doing it because what they call relative poverty. It's yeah. because you want that next man's creps. You want that car. Why don't we just mm. be honest about it rather yeah. than lying? Like, nah. Some people mm. it is 
But I don't think it is the case in the UK the way mm. it is in some parts of America. Yeah, some parts of America is bad. Like their do, one, their level is. Do you see level. what I mean? Yeah, Where yeah. they genuinely don't their even start running slavery. Actual, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and even in yeah. Africa, a lot yeah. of it is, bruv. Mm. They become what they call the area boys, isn't it? In yeah, Nigeria, yeah, they haven't got running water. Yeah. Yeah. Like they haven't. Do you see what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I do think it's relative poverty, and I think we've got to admit that um, and not excuse that, but recognize the barriers that have also been. Brought. Yeah, because we also got barriers. Yeah. There, there are barriers because yeah. essentially, I I know for a fact that mm. um, even though I was naughty and a lot of mm. us black kids were naughty, some of the white kids were naughty, mm. but they would call our names. I actually did the thing one time. I was in class mm. and I counted the amount of times my name got called. So in I comparison to another okay. girl I, yeah, That's why I said that I knew I, It's <clears> weird I'm not the smartest person But I knew I had an intelligence That was higher Because I already knew Something in me said to someone mm. In year nine I said I think there is something That they've got to do They've got to come more At the black people And there was Later on when I became A teaching assistant There was a thing that You have to focus a lot On the ethnic mm. kids Because they're more likely to that mm. I don't know how I knew that At 13 But mm. I could just tell Because mm. even though I could admit I would never deny That I was not naughty yeah. They were naughty too yeah. But our names would get called more yeah. We would get kicked out of class yeah. Why are they not getting Kicked out of class yeah. Not all the white kids Were naughty mm. Not all the black kids That were naughty But the ones that were Both naughty We were the ones yeah. Getting kicked out of class yeah. It was so obvious, and it wasn't because they were racist. It was because they thought they were trying to help us more because mm. they were they thought that if we don't get the support, mm. we would do worse. Mm. Okay. So I already knew that I already knew that there was something happening mm. that black people are more likely, more likely, more likely. Um, so you know there are there is that there is that, and for me. Um, I didn't have a teacher that said to me, you're going to be amazing, you're going to be wonderful. But I didn't have a teacher that said to me, I'm going to be terrible either. Mm. I just didn't get any of, get, get yeah. any of that. Yeah. Um, but some people do get told negatively, oh, you're black, you're never going to make anything in your life. Mm. So if you're not getting that at home, you're not getting that at school, mm. what options do you think you have? Yeah. So a lot of it is then to do with, it is down with personal agency. It's mm. down with what you have within you enough to say, do you see yourself beyond selling drugs mm. and doing something more? Mm. Some don't That's why it takes them To go prison mm. And then meet somebody Say look Don't come back here mm. So that's why I mean That there is responsibility There is a lot Because those that have gone in <coughs> What gets them out Their personal agency yeah. They have to do something different Meaning that personal agency Is also in part But the barriers are in part But it's not only Just the structures That we live in society It's our family makeup mm. as well. We've got to admit That some yeah. of our parents Unfortunately, went into a system. My mum, you know, did the typical typical thing. She didn't have a choice. She was a single parent, but she wasn't at home a lot. Mm. I was just fortunate that I didn't get up to no good. Yeah. But because she wasn't at home a lot, I did get abused. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So other things happened. Mm. I was just fortunate I didn't go down the smoking weed and then going mm. into the street estate. But some people did. Yeah. If you're not at home a lot, yeah, a lot of people did. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. and so there are so many. There's a multitude of factors that I think we've got to talk about rather mm. than on one side it's just everything is a system and I was. There's a oh, that you made a choice. There's something, there's a combination of both that yeah. occurs that then affects people in different ways. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's not just one way, it's not just, yeah, it's not, it's not just society, not, yeah, right? Like, so many yeah. factors that there's a lot of that. things. Yeah, there's you a lot of stuff. London, and look at you're doing well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know what? Uh, my parents were not gonna have it, <laughs> and um, they they were both educated, and education was very important for them. Um, and to be fair, I think yeah, we yeah, all, siblings and I, we all went to university. So I would say that the, the parenting was there; it was good. They weren't like crazy strict or anything, um, but I would say, would I say we were fortunate? I would say that they gave, they provided us with 
with good morals where we were like, okay, we're not going to go yeah. into the street. Like, that's you, not did, what you never, Warriors... Did you ever feel tempted? Were you ever peer pressure? I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, when you're young, so, right? So what made you be like, oh, nah, I'm not even going to... Parents in the back of my head. This is not for me. And then I actually also thought about it like, you know, from young, I figured it out. Like, it's prison or death. <laughs> yeah, so you figured that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, I, I knew people that passed away when I was young. I, I knew people that passed away at 15. Back then, when I was around that age, it didn't seem like a big deal but obviously when you get older and then when it happens a few times like okay cool this is Mm. you know plus i also wanted money so i started working started working and then when when you start working as a a young person i feel like you start getting around other young black people like you they're not really on the hood stuff so you kind of you know you kind of get away from that a little bit and they also want to go uni you want to go uni yeah, yeah, yeah. so i feel like uni helps a lot as well because mm. you again you meet people who are trying to achieve things trying to mm. get out of a certain situation um so i think a lot of those things help plus the plus the parenting mm. really so yeah it's you're completely right i think i feel like it's um it's definitely two-sided it's not just a one-sided thing of course Definitely. You know, <clears throat> there are structures in place, like you said, that are stopping us from getting there. But we also have to do look within ourselves and be like, okay, are we doing the best we mm-hmm. can? And I, I wouldn't say we are. I wouldn't say we're doing the best. I feel like there are things that we are. We could have a whole conversation. We could have two, three hours conversation about this. But I feel like there are things um, that are encouraged in our community that mm-hmm. shouldn't be encouraged. Mm-hmm. There's conversations we don't want to have um you know but yeah hopefully hopefully it gets better um i wanted to ask you actually a question about Mm. business because you've obviously you know you're a successful business and your your trajectory is going up there right what what tips would you give to somebody to help them be successful in, in, in business good question um first and foremost you have to be willing to take risks yeah um understand there's a process um understand there's emotional labor yeah. uh, being an entrepreneur and all honesty i've never gone the, the, i've been more anxious as an entrepreneur than i was doing the nine to five um and when i listen to a lot of entrepreneurs they i think it becomes kind of not every but a lot of us is a kind of exactly kind of part of the parcel of being an entrepreneur because when you're really hustling and you're taking risks and you're building something you are constantly thinking, okay, will there be money in 12 months? Will mm. there be money in 18 months? Da, 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 da. So you've got to be willing to take risks. It's not for the faint-hearted. I really yeah. think so. Um, also, um, you've got to be disciplined. Yeah. It's, you're not always going to love it. Never let, oh, you know, you got to love Sometimes you ain't going to love it. Mm. I hear a lot, of, like, real, 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 real. When you start a business that you love, you end up having to do things that you don't always love um, until you can. So I was doing everything in my business until I could afford to not do everything. Some people, it takes a long time before you even get there. Mm. So you'll be doing admin tasks, certain things that you don't love. So it's not, you might love the thing that you're doing, but um, the outcome, the solution you're offering, but not everything that it creates to create that solution. So don't believe in the lot of, you've got to love, <laughs> no, you love the solution. You love making the money and love helping people, but not necessarily everything that goes into that. So you've got to be disciplined because some things you've got to do because you just got to do it. Mm-hmm. And, Get a mentor, get a coach. If you got you got to pay to 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 learn. Uh, I don't believe in necessarily shortcuts in terms of like get rich and um, quick schemes, but a mentor and a coach can help you shortcut. In meaning that you ain't got to yeah. go and make the same mistakes. Look, there are some mistakes that you can't come back from, or it will mess up your credit, or it will just be <laughs> too expensive. So don't do this thing of I've got to learn it myself. No, 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 yeah. no, no. If someone says I would probably advise not to do that, 
yeah, yeah. And they're successful, probably listen to mm, people. They yeah. Don't be like, let me do it myself. <laughs> let me just see. Nah. Um, so I would say get a coach, get a mentor, um, get around people that are hustlers. Because if yeah. you're not around people that are hustling, and don't expect your friends to support your business, bruv. Yeah. Like, don't, oh, it's funny. We, po- we posted something. <laughs> we posted literally something about that yesterday. So, yeah. yeah. I, I did a whole um, podcast on that because yeah. I said, first of all, are you supporting their business? Because some people are yeah. asking for people to support you, but not supporting their yeah. business. Two, do they even know about your business, though? You have to let people know about your business, <laughs> bruv. Like, people have got life in their head. You've yeah. got to tell people. Yeah. So, don't be expecting people. And also, your business. They may not be your friends, may not be your ideal client. Sometimes you've got to remember that your friends may not be like therapy, for example. Mm. I can't expect my friends to all go therapy, may not be needing it already. Like, you know, you have to, you have to deep the thing. Yeah. So, your business might be helping people who are bold to have hair, mm. but your friends might have hair. Mm. So, like, I don't, you got a thing. <laughs> and then all their friends might have hair. So, they yeah. got a really thing. Who could this be for? Yeah. So, I might just buy it just to support, but yeah. I ain't buying it because I'm going to use the product. <laughs> So I'm just saying, allow people the as well. There's this thing. that as well. <laughs> you know, the nice like, Let me just support you. Yeah, it's like someone saying, oh, support my um, gluten-free, but I don't like the gluten-free. <laughs> don't taste good. Like, you know, you just think about it. You're thinking, wait, wait, calm down. Anyways, um, I just want to say that because that sometimes makes people get a certain way. Yeah. Ask for help. People will help you. If people ain't helping you, get a better friends. Yeah. And maybe you're the issue then. We <laughs> yeah. ain't helping you. But I just think get a mentor, get a coach, um, be willing to take risks, yeah. get out of your comfort zone and be disciplined. Yeah, love that. Love those tips. Fantastic, fantastic tips. <laughs> and uh, so what, what do you have planned next for yourself? So the next things, I am going to put a lot of effort now into my YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start public interviews. When I say public yeah. interviews, I mean like interviewing the strangers into the public. So okay. asking people questions about relationships and right. friendships um, and giving my perspective as a therapist. Because I think you just see a lot of mm. people just saying, what's the body count? You know, you go question, <laughs> swap, swap your phones and find if you're cheating. They're funny. I watch them. They are fun, entertaining. But I think it'll be interesting to find out from the general public mm. more deeper questions. Yeah. Um and so I want to be doing that. I want to start doing social commentary okay. on like things. I'm going to talk about the Master P and Roman situation, yeah. um, the Derek Jank situation, the Asa yeah. K situation. I want to okay. talk about that from a, like a yeah. mental health therapeutic perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be doing a TED talk soon, so watch okay. out for that. It's going to be on how we disrupt the absence of Black women leaders at the okay. top of corporate Britain. Love um, that. And um, yeah, I hope to be in more different platforms talking about mental health, talking about black leadership, talking about mm. things that I find important yeah. rather than just like, um, should a, should you pay 50-50? <laughs> yeah, I'm, tired, I'm getting tired of that. Because you know, we need more diverse com- content yeah, now, right? especially yeah. in the black community. Yeah. That's all we talk about. I know. Sex, like, come on now. We, like, we your need body more. count, body count, body yeah. count, like, bruv. It's that, that area is oversaturated. So we need to talk more about these type of things that are important, you know, and we can also have a laugh. It's not serious 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 yeah but things that make you critically think yeah and make yeah. you better yeah 100 100 completely and where on, on that note where can people find you okay the best thing to find me <coughs> is um follow me at ingozi cadmus n-g-o-z-i-c-a-d-m-u-s and then from there you can filter out to all my other things there's a frontline coaching frontline therapist if you want therapy you know um go right here in cadmus and then go into my profile and go frontline therapist and then follow the instructions on the page about seeking therapy but definitely holler at me for any opportunities any speaking opportunities and anything um, that I can support people in in the area of mental health and black leadership if you're an employee or if you're a talent manager in a company and you feel that your company needs to analyse their data holler at your girl awesome awesome and on that note what have you got any final words for the listeners and watchers 
Um, I would say if you, yeah, my, my final word would probably be say, I would say this is, um, we, we want to evolve right? as human beings, we're constantly evolving. And if you, your children are, should be the best representation of yourself. Um, and I think for those that are parents already and those that will want to be parents, you need to give them the right tools. So you've got to take responsibility. It's not your fault that trauma occurred that happened in your life, but it is your responsibility to heal from that. So let's let's no more do no more excuses. Twenty twenty three. There's now too much knowledge out there to be ignorant and to make excuses. I know it's hard, but life is hard. Reality is anything you do to better yourself is going to be hard. So I rather um, come out of the cesspool. I gave an analogy the other day is would you rather stay in your stink that you no longer smell? <laughs> yeah. Or get some nice perfume. Uh, and the perfume is the healing. It's, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the trying to become whole and understand yourself. It's a arduous journey. It's not an easy journey. It's not a painless journey, but it's a worthwhile journey. Yeah. Great, great, great. Thank you so much uh, for coming on to the podcast Thank and just, yeah, you know, being vulnerable, sharing your story, sharing gems, sharing your day to day in the business world. Um, I think as well, this episode, like I said, is a very important conversation because mental health, I've never cov covered it on, on it on the 60 plus episodes that I have. So this is going to be one of the most important conversations. And I know that the listeners and watchers are going to enjoy it as well. And um, yeah, I just want to say thank you so much. Uh, keep going, keep going. And um, what you're doing is absolutely amazing. I uh, want to wish you luck. Hopefully, you know what I want to do? What I'm doing actually is I'm going back and interviewing people again okay. a year later. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, yeah so I, yeah so we'll, we'll do this time next year see how things are going and i think it's good for the <clears throat> listeners as well because what we're actually doing we're actually documenting for you right instead of us just saying okay yeah just go and do this we're actually proving it right as well okay because i had my friend <clears throat> we released that episode on monday i interviewed it a year ago released that episode we did another one uh, a few weeks ago released it what what has changed in the last year what have you got up to so people can understand and believe look these things are possible you can yeah. do it and people are actually doing it you can yeah. you can hear it you can hear the conversations right so yeah i think it's i think it's really important especially in our community for for people to have can i say one yeah, thing yeah Buffy? right sometimes we think the impossible yeah right? it doesn't take impossibility it just takes making a decision yeah. a step to go to bad you have to take a step to bad to go to good you've got to take a step to good so just take decisions and steps right success is not defined by the accolades that you get it's like the person says it's about going towards a worthy goal right being a good mother is success my mum doesn't I mean she could have your mum was a manager but she could have gone high she was like it's not for me yo. it's for you she was just happy to look make sure that I was good that's her success seeing me do really well right so I just think it's important don't define your success by what anyone else says but what is good, important for you? Me having those five areas are admirable as what I want to do. And that's just part of my ego as well. It's part of it. I want to do that. But even if I just did all that I did right now, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Because I'm helping people and making an impact. Yeah. So I think it's just important because some people will some people will never do like this massive thing. Mm -hmm. But what they are doing, being a teacher, dedicated. If I had a solid teacher, yeah, I probably would be doing something and be doing what doing, but that would have been amazing. That would have been one voice that I don't have. I don't have no teacher that said to me, I believe in you. Mm -hmm. There are teachers that tell kids that and those kids end up going on to do amazing stuff. Yeah. That's important. So I'm just want being a, a train driver. 
let me say this yeah i was fighting in stamford hill and it was a bus driver that took me out of that fight mm. a bus driver was just going he literally stopped the bus mm. and dragged me on the bus wow even though i was winning that fight though but anyway <laughs> The, the point that I'm making, put that in there. Yeah. But the, the point I'm making mm. is, you can make impact doing things that you might think, "Oh, I'm just driving the bus." Exactly, exactly. It is. You're right. It's about what you you think it is and define success that way. Mm. Love that. Love that. Uh, watchers, listeners, I hope that you've um, enjoyed this episode of the Takeoff Experience. And yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see you uh, next week. See ya. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time, from an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.